Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard, Eric Snow, and my brother, Tasia Dash. Gentlemen, it's Christmas week. I hope everyone's uh, doing all right. Everyone's uh, getting their gifts and uh, stuff, everything wrapped up uh, so far as we approach uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah, we're getting there. You know, as usual, late on finding gifts and finalizing <laughs> that. But other than that, pretty normal. I think the physical gifts i'm mostly done not wrapped and i think i have like a couple of like the gift cards to buy but those can be last minute you don't have to even wrap i've, I've, I've never um wrapped a gift, Are you, you want I, was, a gift I was gonna guy? ask about your gift wrapping skills eric i'm glad you brought that up in my entire life no no so does your wife wrap them for you, or do you just give them like the the Santa like she she wraps everything? Okay, okay. Gives, I've either had someone else do them, or I've um, had them delivered wrapped. Wrapped, okay. Or I've given them to her in the box that they came in. <laughs> <laughs> Here, wrap this. Give it back to you. Here you go. Put Merry a Christmas. Card on it. Two. <laughs> To Gary, <laughs> make sure you put the names on from there. Me. From me, <laughs> cover up the mailing address and stuff. <laughs> she tried to show me too. Like I mean, look, well, sometimes, like the one time I did try, it, it was like it was so bad. Like I just covered it up this way, covered it up, and then I went this way and covered it up. Oh. <laughs> Almost like wrapping a box, yes. uh, taping a box. Yes, like taping the box. That's that's how. That's just how it was. So it was like <laughs> tape this way, and then cut on the edges, cut on the edges, and then tape that, and then oh, go the great. other way, and then tape that, and then cut the edges and stuff like that. Like that's what I did. So it had no kind of pattern to it. You know, whatever pattern it had to it, it was like going this way, that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my gift wrap skill. <laughs> Yeah, my girlfriend actually had to rewrap one of my gifts because she said it was awful. Um, I, I pretty much did that, you know. I I put I put the item, the box in the the wrapping paper, and then I put it, I put it over it, and I just cut it, and it was like so much extra like wrapping paper. So like I had to keep folding it. It looked looked horrible. Yeah. That's why I, I stick to gift bags as much as I can. If I if I if I, if I can use a gift bag, I'm just gonna put that in there. Put some uh, tissue paper over top of it, and boom, there there's your gift. Yeah, I can I I can wrap. I can wrap. I'm not great at it, but I can wrap. You can, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I even do the ones where if it's a certain like size, 
I'll make it so like the ends kind of poof out. It looks like a giant candy bar, like a little candy, a little. <laughs> Where'd you learn how to rap? My mom never taught me how to rap, so I, I, I never. And dad, you know, dad doesn't rap, so I mean, <laughs> my, mom never, my mom never taught me anything um, about rapping. My mom spoiled me so much; she did everything for me. Yeah, yeah, that's the Marcus right there. Yeah. <laughs> I watched. I watched short enough to the point where I thought I could do it. I maybe I helped her out. She a did times. everything for me. She showed me how to do some stuff that I needed when I left, like <laughs> how to, um, you know, wash clothes and what to do when you're washing clothes and all of that stuff. Like, I had never washed clothes. I had never made my bed when I went to college <laughs> until I got to college. Like, I had never did it, anything. <laughs> so my, you know, my older siblings always know they all to me. You was so spoiled. You didn't do anything. Like I really didn't do anything. And you own it. I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't clean up nothing. I didn't clean up. I didn't wash dishes. Nothing. I did absolutely nothing. Did you? Did you eventually? I mean, are you still? Are you still like that? You still just like? Yeah, I was gonna say you just leave the table when you're done. I mean, I can do it now. Like I, you know. <laughs> I'd rather hire someone to do the cleaning. Yes, of, of course. Yeah. Um, but I can do the. Are you on your kids about it, though? Yeah, I make them do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I have them do it, even though, you know, the younger ones, it's like, even the older ones, it's like so horrible. You just, <laughs> like, got to go behind them and do it most times. <laughs> yep. Then I think, like, well, I didn't even do this at all. Um, do they know that or no? Do they know what? That you, didn't do, you didn't do that growing up? Yeah, they know. Okay. okay. I told them I didn't do anything, but what, what does that mean? <laughs> it still means they had to do it. Yeah, they have to do it. I mean, because, <laughs> but they also get and want more stuff than I do. Mm. Mm, okay. There you go. You know, so it kind of balances out. Yeah. yeah you've known that too, I'm sure. You got more than me, so you do it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't live in gated communities and have all the video, have everything I need and TVs and, Game video games and cars and nice shoes and nice clothes. Like I didn't have all that stuff they had. <laughs> yeah, it's a give and take. Yeah, so I mean, you get all this stuff, and you, you can you can clean up after yourself. That's all you're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, not, not clean up after me. <laughs> they don't come clean my room. They clean their bathroom, mm -hmm. their bedroom, their mm -hmm. play area, where they ate in the kitchen. But Some the dishes that you <laughs> most likely messed up. Some parents make their kids <laughs> clean up after the parents. Like you make, you know, do this for me, do that, do my dish, do yeah, my. If I mess up, I'll clean up after me. Like if this, if I'm sitting at the counter and I'm eating and they sat at the table, I wouldn't just say, hey, clean up the table. I would say, clean up the kitchen. Mm. But, okay. But if I made a mess and it's really messy, I'm going to. Kind of clean that area up, own it, yeah. Not you know have them do it because well, they probably won't do it right anyway. You know? Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it, that was kind of that was what Marcus and I kind of dealt with a lot. I, I would, I would he, Marcus would help out, but knew if he did such a, a bad enough job that someone would just say, you know what, just stop, just just well, go. No, that's that's uh, Marcus is my youngest son. My youngest son. <laughs> he he will like. Drag his feet through it, and you're like staring. I'm like, you he know what? Like, Get the hell out of like, here. Never mind. And then the youngest one will be like, okay. One older one will be like, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it right. And the young one will be like, all right, see you later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good move. <laughs> Doesn't bother him at all.
<laughs> hey, we we tried. We, we we were there. We didn't say no. But we tried. It just wasn't yeah. good enough. Tried. Yeah. <laughs> it, must, it must it must be a baby thing because I've heard that from some other friends who were the baby and you know they you know they try but they actually you know don't actually end up doing the task. They try and do a bad job. Yeah, well, I didn't try anything. That's the moral <laughs> story. I didn't try and I didn't do. So. That's fair. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, well, we hope everyone gets the wrapping done and um, everything in, t- in time for uh, Christmas Day. Um, or in Eric's case, you know, I hope it just I hope it gets done. <laughs> yeah, get the wrapping done, but not physically doing it yourself. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Just, just, just checking it off. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, I missed last week's show because you guys, you guys had, did a great job last week with our with our guy uh, Trill. Um, Trill did a good job, but still funny. I I was watching the show. I was like Trill. I, I, it'd be so hard for me to, to call him Trill throughout the entire time. Just, uh, I mean, I, I know that's a name he goes yeah, by. I didn't really. I mean, he said his name, but I only remember Trill. That was like the easiest thing to remember. So I was like, okay, Trill. Trill, that's yeah. What <laughs> that's what he asked me to call him. Like I didn't really know what it meant, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, but no, we talked about the uh, the, the homestand um, that we're, we were going to have. Um, we our first away game will be uh, Christmas Day, um, mm-hmm. and so far this homestand, uh, this, the seven game homestand, um, we've won five in a row so far. Um, and last night uh, we actually came back from a fourth quarter deficit, which we shouldn't have had a fourth quarter deficit at all, um, and won the game despite uh, some weird calls down the stretch of that game. So I got a question for you guys. I mean, what are your thoughts on the streak so far? Are you surprised about the streak and? What was your thoughts on that uh, that game last night and the, and the weird questionable calls in that one? Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me with winning. I mean, I think that if you looked at the potential for this team, they have the potential for this to happen. They have potential to go on winning streaks. They have potential to especially go on winning streaks at home. So that's something that, uh, you know, I don't want to say you come to expect it, but it, it, it should be something that surprises us. Um, you know, so – Excuse me. I, I think that, you know, you kind of get into a groove, you feel more comfortable, and you kind of find a way to win at home. Um, and as far as, you know, like last night, like that was one of those games where it's kind of going our way majority of the game, and all of a sudden they make a run. And in the past, we could have lost that game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that um, – Yeah, we have a lot. We, we found a way to kind of get stops when we needed them and get buckets when we needed them. And, you know – a guy like Tobias made some huge buckets and the guys make different plays and big plays. Um, but I just think that that was the kind of game that you, you feel like we need, especially when you're about to go out on the road, because those are, you, you'll find yourself in situations like that where you need a victory and you want a victory and you find yourself in a hole and you got to kind of climb out and try to find a way to, to get the job done. It's nice to win the games that we're supposed to win and then win other games that could go other way, right? Um, Raptors are struggling pretty bad right now. They lost six straight, uh, but we do have some trouble with them, and they match up well against us, so it was nice to, to see that win. Golden State without some of their big guns. I mean, they did they shot crazy in the first half, and we eventually just took control of the game. Um, King, Kings. Kings are playing pretty good ball, but – it was nice to see us absolutely dominate them, which I liked. Uh, we killed the Hornets. Lakers game, we talked about that. That was crazy. And I looked it up. So it's interesting. 11 of our 17 wins have been by double figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, only two of our wins have come within three th- three points. 
so we haven't had a lot of close ending games. Um, even the two, it's crazy. The two out of three recent o- overtime games that we have were double digits. Like we got to the o- OT and then one Houston uh, beat us by I think 11. And then we beat uh, the Lakers by 11. So um, as far as last night, I love the ball movement. I noticed Harden was making a little more effort to get the ball out of his hands a little quicker, a little earlier in the shot clock, which is nice. It got some ball movement, got everyone else involved. Um, hurt his assist total a little bit, but you know, by hurt, I mean, he had eight, uh, which is, I think his lowest during the homestand, which is awesome. Uh, we were beat again on the boards, of course. Uh, and I'd say Raptors stayed that game because of Siakam and Boucher, man. Boucher, for some reason, if he played us a lot more often, he'd make a lot more money, man, because he, he kills us. I think he had 13 rebounds yesterday. So, um, and then the awful refing, those those calls were that crazy. I thought that was like a soccer slide into Tobias's legs, and I I don't know. I, I, I You know what? When I seen that play, I knew they were going to change that. Like I, like I knew, yeah, I knew that they were going to call offensive five on PJ. Like I, I, I would expect if I would have been surprised if they didn't call, hmm. because if if he makes any kind of movement, any kind of movement, and it was contact, that's going to be a um, a, a block. I mean, offensive five every time. Um, the fact that he fell and he kind of played it and he slid and he hit someone's foot like that. I don't think he got hit that hard, obviously. <laughs> but, no, because PJ wasn't moving. He was just—he was really. Yeah, but kidding. you know, it was—it was. Yeah, he wasn't moving, but it's when he was set. So when you go to get set, that's still movement. You know what yes. I'm saying? I meant like um, moving him in the direction of Tobias. No, he didn't that move him into him, but like, if he's going around, that's why I felt if it was any form of contact and he wasn't complete, he was getting set. They were going to change it. Like I, that didn't surprise me at all. From a because that's more rule book than feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a huge call too. That was a yeah. three point three point yes. takeaway. That was that was the, if we lost because of that, that would have been so brutal. And it was an one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. So it's really yeah. a four point. Four point actually. play, yeah. Man, man. That's crazy. Tobias yeah. was feeling himself after that shot, too. <laughs> I've yeah, never he, seen Tobias that pumped up before. Yeah. He's definitely in it. The whole team was really engaged after that. I guess it takes you being tripped to do that. That's good. So you had, so Eric, you had you had no problems with the officiating last night in, in that game. For for me, I saw a lot of. I, um, I, I mean, uh, I think I think for me, the the most part, you you go you look at every game. I think for the most part, the officiating is very similar. Mm-hmm. You have some calls that don't go your way, some that do. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think they had was they had some loud misses, some calls that you know were just like yo, everybody in the arena, everybody watching can see that, right. but you three guys can, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like those loud, like um, what's the guy's name? I can't even think of um, um, Siakam. So when he was dribbling right in the middle of the paint, right right in the middle of the lane, and he clearly just pushes. PJ, like clearly, like yeah. he extended his arm almost like all the way through. Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it was like almost <laughs> like a stiff arm. Yeah, it was almost like yeah, a stiff dude. arm. Like, and, and and you don't call it. Like, I just couldn't believe. Like, does it? A, he does that a lot, though. That's the problem. But the thing about like he usually pushes and kind of leaves it right there. Mm-hmm. 
But this particular time, he like went and he kind of full extension, which is yeah. like, and that's another rule book. Like, like if you kind of hit, you kind of leave it there. Sometimes it won't call it, but if you like extend it like all the way, that's that's like a rule book call. Is like they call that most of the times if it's minimal contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like to send like those loud plays, like, like how how can all three of you guys miss that? Yeah. He does that, and that's the problem with guys who are consistent with doing that a lot. It makes it even harder to call, whereas if he does, never does it, and it's like, whoa, 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 I look, that looks weird. That's a foul. Right. But he, yeah, and he does it. Him and Tatum, man. It's, it's, they're, they're, it's, it's they're consistent boring. with him. His consistency in doing it is when he drives left. Whenever yeah. he's driving left, he's always doing it with his right hand because he's trying to get the space to come back to his the shot with his right hand. So. Mm. From a standpoint, a team should be kind of putting that in the referee's ear because he's consistent with it, but he's consistent with which, like I said, which arm he's doing it and which way he's dribbling. Mm-hmm. And I don't even need a scouting report to kind of know that. I've seen him enough. Like, yeah, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so keep it all with Siakam then. Um, the next topic was because, I mean, it, Siakam. Look at his stats against it. I don't know what he averages. Um, I'm sure Tage has the numbers on that one, but he dominates us. Um, so my my question is going to be very simple. With this one, um, why can't why do we have such difficulty guarding uh, Pascal Siakam? The stiff arms. <laughs> besides, yeah. yeah, besides the stiff arms. <laughs> yeah. um, it's. I think it's. He's sort of a. A tweener from a standpoint of like PJ strong enough, but not tall enough to stay in front of him. But he can shoot over PJ. Yeah, he's not long enough, <clears throat> so he can get to his spots against PJ and still get a shot off. Um, I mean, you kind of worry about putting Joel on him because you kind of got to worry about the fouls. He's a little too quick for Joel. Yeah, I mean, and he'll get some fouls if Joel's a little tired or something. Give him one fake, he'll. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to be careful with that. Um, I would think he'd be a good matchup for Tobias, but Tobias always gets abused by him. I, I think I think Tobias is a good matchup for him. Um, supposed to be at least. Yeah, but I think he will. I don't know. I don't know about Tobias is when a guy has a lot of volume. You know what I'm saying? When when a guy like we don't look at Siakam like. Tatum and all of these other young guys. We don't look at him like that. But his volume no. is that, his volume is that high. Yeah. Oh yeah. His volume, volume usage is that high. So I do think that we probably need to have Tobias and kind of do him the way we used to do Grant Hill. Not saying he's Grant Hill. I'm just saying, but kind of playing him the same way when it was myself and Aaron and George. Like all three of us defended George. I'm a great hill. Um, different three guys, three different looks. Um, played them three different ways based on who was defending him. Um, Gave him different looks. That, that was yeah, different. I think I think maybe more in the playoffs you can do that. I don't know if they would do that in the regular season. Yeah. But if we play him again in the playoffs, I, I believe that's something um, you got to go to. And even um, Tucker, Tobias, and Joel. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Thibault and some other guys can defend him. Yeah, yeah. Even um, I mean. Might be a little too weak, but Paul Reed's got kind of that makeup to do it. Yeah, I mean, and it also depends on 
ultimately it also depends on who else is on court for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that matters, you know, are they smaller? Are they bigger? You know, Gary Trent's not playing. So that was another shooter that could be out there. Do they have shooters on the, on the court? Are they bigger? Um, Cause sometimes they're bigger that you don't want to put, you know, Maxie or James on guys that's like big and hitting the boards. Like you just, mm-hmm. Because it is a good rebounding team, so you still got to be a little aware of who's defending the other guys also. Yeah, he killed us, though. He is. Okay, so I did do some stats on this. So. Yeah, I, I figured you would. <laughs> Just since 2020, we'll stop there. Since okay. 2020, he's averaging 25, 9, and 6 against us. So, yeah, I mean. He, yeah, he's happy to see us. Yeah, it's – it's and, and the last game – he was just on fire. He was Tobias was guarding him, giving him a little space on deep, deep twos, which I, I don't mind that. Like give him like a give him a just inside the three point line shot. He was hitting them all. So it's like there was nothing we could do last game. This game, he was just mixing it up and, and getting to his spots, man. Um, but yeah, it's hard to guard someone when they're on top of being really good. They have that advantage of give you that chicken wing. <laughs> or you off with Derrick Henry style, man. Like it just like it's so frustrating to watch, you know, him and, and, and Tatum too. I throw Tatum in there because Tatum loves doing that on, on those drives, just get that little little push off with his arm. And it's like you're already really skilled, dude. You don't need to do that, but maybe you do. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would think when you look at Tobias, I, I've seen him stick on guys like DeRozan. I know DeRozan and Siakam are the same, but if you can guard DeRozan as far as the quickness factor, I mean, Siakam's not faster than. DeRozan, he's not going to beat you around the corner, Tobias. So it's and, you, and Tobias is big enough, so yeah. their size is pretty comparable. It just it's weird to see him get so abused by him. But now, those stats were that was that including playoffs too? Or was that just no? Regular? That was just regular season. Uh, okay, yeah, Probably, maybe even go up. Oh yeah, it d- definitely would go up. Include <laughs> <laughs> that. That's just regular season since twenty twenty. But yeah, that's you know, yeah, man. He's having a good. It's not like he only does it against us. He's having a great year. Yeah. Do you think there's a, a little bit of competitive uh, a competitive aspect uh, when um, Siakam plays us, Eric? Because you know him and Embiid are both from Cameroon. It's kind of like a you know who's the who's the main Cameroonian in the NBA between the two of them. Because I feel like when I when I see Siakam, yeah, I mean, I think us, I think it's I think it's personal. Yeah, Captain now, um, but I don't think it's personal as far as me thinking I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more like, hey, my team beat your team. Like yeah. a more friendly person, right? Than a you know non you know than the more confrontational person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that comes into play. But I, I just think that you, when you play, you kind of get a rhythm against the team, um, and obviously has one against us. Like you, it's not it's it's not unheard of for that for a guy to have someone a team's number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and. From a, a standpoint of not winning, he he he's, he he does play a lot of great deal of enthusiasm. His numbers were excellent. Yeah, it's yeah, fun win. against them too. I I I think that they Toronto and the Sixers they really want to beat each other. It's like it's a, it's not just another regular season game. Like yeah. you can tell there, there there's an extra little oomph there when they play. Mm-hmm. Like when Tobias at the end, I don't know why. I wish I knew what he was saying, but he was wasn't saying very nice things at the end. He, so he was like. It's they're really into. It. They're locked in. They want to beat them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like seeing those rivalries too, especially when there's like, you know, it's physical, but it's not like extra, like that dirty. too much extra. Yeah, it's not dirty. It's, just, it's more like, well, some well, Sixers fans, some Sixers fans would say that Toronto is dirty. Last dirty. night wasn't. Last yeah. night wasn't. I didn't see any of those like headshots. At least the last game had like four. Yeah. Headshots. <laughs> yeah, they like throwing bows to uh to oh. Embiid's face, man. Yeah. Um. All right, so sticking with Tobias, we talked about Tobias, and how can you not talk about Tobias after last night's performance? But um, scoring 21 points on nine shots last night, seven of nine shooting, five of seven from three, um, shooting 59% from three in December and 42% on the year, 42% on the year, um, which is wild. Um, fans love talking about, you know, Tobias being traded because of his contract, and we, we've talked about it multiple times in the show. Who says that? <laughs> We've talked about before. Yeah, that it's always a rumor that you know Tobias on the block. So my question to you guys is: Has Tobias played himself off the trading block um, for us? No. Interesting. Um, this is a business, right? Mm-hmm. So business deals can always be made. So Tobias wouldn't be the first person that's playing well to get moved. Some people would argue the fact that he's playing well is the reason why you would move him. True. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it depends on how you're looking at it. Um, So I, I think the speculation would grow before it would go away. Um, like you, have more, contract, more you have a bigger contract, higher contract, this ending what is it, Antasia, either this year or next year? After next, after next year. So he's got one one and a half left. Yeah, so 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 it's ex- you, technically it's expiring after yes, yes. So after you have a contract that's on the back that's on the back end of the contract. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah he, that's that's not going anywhere. I think next summer is even gonna be even more. Oh yeah. So that's what he's doing right now. He's playing into more injuries. Especially how this season, yes. Especially how the season go because he's he's what he's doing is he's growing into um, contract accepting and delivering and the the role that's been given to him. Yeah, and it wasn't the role he signed up for. No, so and he's been successful in, and that's what a lot of people want to see. Yep. Um, so. He's playing confident too. He's play. He's really owning that. Um, you know, tell your friend. I tell your friend that he's yeah. a sharpshooter. So you know, he's got. He's really embracing that role, and he really does whatever we need him to do. If we need him to go ISO for a little while because we don't have as many scorers on the court, he does it. Um, he guards some wing guys that I think sometimes that he shouldn't be sticking with, and he does. Um, he guards bigger guys. He's a quick trigger. He just pulls it now, and and he's. Shooting lights out. Um, if we find a deal that benefits us, do I think we would do it? Yeah, I think of course. I, th- I think of course we would. Maury would definitely do it. Problem is, at this stage, are we going to get the deal we want because he's got a year and a half left? I don't. Probably not. I do think you're Eric's right with the whole. Um, after this season, it's you know, like I think grow a lot. You'll get. You'll get. I think you'll get a lot more suitors after this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I have an interesting question though. Because Marcus and I were talking about this yesterday. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but while we're on the topic of you know it growing in the next season, the off season, as far as trade speculation, how good would we? How far would we have to go to justifiably run it back without any big changes? 
in no the championship, finalists. I mean, like you get into the finals and lose. Okay, I don't think the conference semifinals gets you to the point where you feel like you don't have to make a change. Yeah, that's kind of what we were saying too. We'd have to get to the finals and then probably lose or win either way. And it depends on how the finals went. Yeah, and why we lost and how we lost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you can, you know, you can go to the conference semifinals and lose in game seven on the road and people could say, well, we got to get rid of Doc Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially if we're up 3-1 or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even if we are. If we are 3-1, it doesn't matter which round it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say at that point, it's, yeah, it's hard to argue, man. Um, I did see a funny tweet from uh, Francis Parker on uh, Twitter. It, it was... um. It was a Tobias Harris apology form, and it said date, reason for behavior, and then it lists out a bunch of check boxes. <laughs> the first one is the media convinced me he was done. Two was I only looked at advanced analytics. Three I was jealous of. Four I didn't watch the actual games. Five I don't know basketball, <laughs> and six Mercury was in retrograde. Um, I uh, I actually tweeted at it and said let's add one more. Um, and I, I gave it a, a contractual reason. I said a, a contract always bothered me, um, and that because that that would be mine. So if I am going to check a box, that would be it. And at the end, I said I will hereby respect Tobias Harris, and I will not talk down on the future first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought that was I thought that was great. The question um, that uh, Tej and I had last night, uh, we were talking about it. Let's say knock on wood you know let's say we we go to the, uh, the finals we, we lose or we win um and then next year comes we run it back with the same team we have because we gave tobias all that money and we kind of honored it the, throughout the entire time yeah there was speculation that we might trade him it's all hypothetical do you think there's a chance that tobias would take a hometown discount to stay with us because I, I love tobias i, I think he, he fits with us with the, i think he have. i think he does that but when guys are taking those discounts and they're they're taking them towards the end of their career, um, I guess you got to feel like we got a chance to stay competitive and winning championship every year. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's a goal here. Um, yeah. So I can see him doing that. I mean, they, you know, the Sixers would have his rights and his bird rights, so they would be able to pay him the most money. Um but I, I think that it, it could be some creative ways that you can do with that. Um, you know, I, I think they, the fact that they have his bird rights, they're able to create some create, you know, have more creativity mm. in, in a contract structure that could possibly be beneficial for both. Mm. Assuming we would hold on to him for two more years or a year and a half. Assuming he's here, yeah, the whole time. You're right. Um, and he's 30. Uh, 30 and a half. So he'll be 30. He'll be 31 this time next year. And then yeah, going into the following season. You're right at that, right at that stage where they really don't want to give you long term. Yeah, yeah he'll, be, he'll be about 32 that that unless, you know, you know, you, unless you're one of those top guys, once you hit 30, 31, 32, they they want to limit you to one or two year deals, really. Mm -hmm. Maybe three, and that's it. Because they don't want to hit they don't want to really have your contract going past 34, 35. Yeah. Planned out pretty well as far as the years for Tobias. I mean, that is coming to a point where his game might start to decline a little bit at that at that age. So he's he'll be a free agent at that point. No, but he can shoot. Yeah. So he's shooting well. Yeah. 
and he's becoming that knockdown shooter for someone who is at, at, I mean, as he gets older. I mean, that's going to be kind of his bread and butter. If he, if he yeah, does that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of what we have said that, you know, when we first, when, you know, like being like full season with James and we were saying that we felt if Maxie's going to continue to kind of be third in shots and attempts that most of Tobias shots were going to be spot up shots. Yep. <laughs> Unless guys are out or foul trouble and you can kind of, change it up how you kind of play them. But for the most part, yeah, that's how his shots are going to be. Um, you know, we, we talk about that's what P.J. Tucker does, but, yeah, that's what Tobias should be doing too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he you is. see a little more of that, and and, and he's knocking them down. So mm-hmm. hopefully that continues. They showed his shot chart. Someone posted it on Twitter yesterday, and it was, it was like a Maury wet dream. It was like all threes and paint, threes, paint, threes, paint. I mean, some outside shots, but – not not nearly the majority. It was all in the paint or it was outside threes. Yeah. So. And also another thing I, I love, just a, another thing about last night's game. Yeah, the, the spread scoring off the bench. Everyone kind of contributed to last night's victory. Everybody who played got got, got some points last night. So mm-hmm. it was good to see the kind of the overall um, scoring. Um, yeah. All right. So now we got some uh, predictions here. We got some uh, got three here. Uh, so our next one uh, tomorrow night, uh, Detroit Pistons at Philly. We are a 10-point favorite right now. Um, so my question to you guys is, do we keep and hold a double-digit lead against the Pistons tomorrow night? This was, this was a tough one for me. Really? I think we'll win it. I'm not sure about the 10-point win. I'm just – I just think that they'll play scrappy enough, nothing to lose, kind of come in and – I got us winning, but I'm not. I, I would say by less than ten. I like that it opened up as a ten point favorite as far as like odds and betting goes. Um, if it opened up at like nine, I'd be a little scared about you know people trying to entice people to take that single digit game yeah. against them, a bad team. But um, I think we win double digits. I'm, I'm going to go over that. Wow. Especially after I saw the numbers on our double digit victories. That's a, more than half of our victories are double digits. That's true. But. Um, okay, uh, so the next one we got uh, So Friday night, Clippers at Philadelphia um, Obviously Clippers We never know who's going to be in Who's going to be out So the line isn't in on that one yet um, So assuming their main guys are in Who do you guys have um, in that one Between the Clippers and the Sixers? We'll win at home against the Clippers We'll get them at home And we'll struggle and lose out there LA, yeah the L- the the doc doc series doc bowl doc classic. <laughs> um, that's gonna be a tough one. I, I do. I I wish. I hope all the guys play for them. I hope Kawhi and George and they're all they're all they all play. Um, I want to see their best for our best. And I think Zubac is battling an injury too. So, um, that's just big. They don't have, outside of him. They don't have a lot of size to be able to guard and beat. So, um, I. I I think that one's going to be closer. I think that one's going to be like an under five game for us. Um, depending on who plays or not, I think it'll go down on the wire and we'll win by three or four. All right. Um, okay. So uh, last or first game uh, that we played uh, away in like 20 days. So um, and we got a Christmas day game. So it's always fun to watch our team on Christmas day. Um, most of the NFL games are on Saturday this weekend. Only a few games on Sunday, but you got, Sixers basketball on Sunday instead of what a great weekend of sports watching. Yes, definitely. Oh man, unbelievable! 
<laughs> I just... Um, Okay, so we are playing uh, Madison, uh, at Madison Square Garden, the Knicks. Uh, we are, line is out on that. We are a two-point favorite. Um, so I think it's interesting. Our first game out of Philadelphia in like 20 days, we're a two-point favorite. Um, that was interesting. So my question to you guys, uh, will Christmas be kind to the Sixers or will we get coal in our stocking on Christmas Day? Uh, uh, we're we're going to lose that game. You think so? Oh, coal stocking. Yeah. Knicks are playing well. They are playing pretty well. Brunson's back. Um, big game for them. Really big game for them. Yeah, it is. Arguably good. the biggest game of the year for them. And we'll probably be coming off like a six or seven yeah. game. From, from a measuring stick standpoint, it could be the biggest game for them. Wow. Um, I think because of the, the game, the team, and first game on Christmas Day. Um, I think – with everything that's going on there, I think they kind of pull it out against us. And, and our first away game in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I just, you know, holidays and being gone, that don't necessarily feel good to me. What time is that game? Noon. Noon. Okay, so they're going to be looking to get back on a flight and get back to Philly ASAP after that, huh? Yeah. Mm, that the kind train. of stuff. I, I don't know what they do. We used to take the train, but I don't know if they still do that or not. Oh, okay. For for an away game though, I mean this is probably the best. I mean outside of playing at Brooklyn, I mean it's probably the best game to have uh, an away game on Christmas, right? We actually, I think we talked about this before the season. It's one of our topics before the season started. It was. It was. Right, we're it's, here it's, now. It's, it's crazy it's because you 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 can get back home on Christmas Day. It's it's not it's not just the place, but it's time the the time of the game. Right. Yeah. Right. You know that you can be home and let the game be over by two thirty ish. 215 and rush everybody out if they still take the train like we did i don't know you had the private train you just get everybody get dressed go underneath get on the train go back you're back in philly and within you know two hours from when the game ended so you could be home by five o'clock pretty good great yeah um man i was feeling good about that one you you right you raised some good points um, I'd like to see how we close out this homestand. I feel like if we win at Detroit, win with Detroit and against Clippers, I feel like we'll be we'll be waiting for our bubble to pop a little bit and bring us back to like a, a somewhat reality. And our, our away home splits are pretty brutal. Like our our, our away record's terrible. Um, so combine that with not playing away in a three weeks with thinking about getting back home to your family, you know, and you've been at home with your family for three weeks, it's like the first time away in a while, right? So that's pretty crazy. Um, so they want to get right back there, but I two point favorite. Two, they're a two point favorites, or we are. We are. We're two point favorite. Ooh, um, that's interesting. I'm gonna go because of that. I'm gonna go with us and a squeaker. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that night I'm trying to see. Uh, uh, so Eagles play the day before, so there's, there's not going to be any kind of uh, one o'clock Eagles and uh, noon uh, Sixers game. So yeah. Philadelphia fans will be all right. Splitting yeah. that up. Nice yeah. weekend for sports again. Yeah, and, and you got bowl games sprinkled throughout, like before and then after. It's amazing. It's a it's a degenerate's wet dream right here. This uh, the ne- <laughs> next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> 
But all right, guys, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in 76ers podcast. We hope everybody has a safe and healthy uh, Merry Christmas with your families. Absolutely. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.